Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast, powered by Anchor. Any individual opinions expressed do not represent the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast in general. Extreme Anime Radio. From the greatest city in the world, broadcasting to fans of anime and the Japanese culture all around the world, welcome to the first episode in April of the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. I'm J.R. Horse. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we're back on the air after a few weeks. Uh, joining me as usual, north of the border, is Mr. Nefkanak. Hello, sir. How are you doing? Good evening. I'm doing well, and I will not be speaking moistly. <laughs> I wondered if you'd get a re- if I'd get yes. a reaction out of that if you knew exactly what I was referring to. For those listeners who might not, yes, um, our prime minister is giving daily briefings, and at one point, I think it was today, he he somehow ended up saying while describing how people are talking to one another, not speaking moistly to each other. <laughs> dot dot dot. Even he stopped and went. What did I just say? (laughs) So that was a bit of levity, I suppose, in these trying times. We were thinking about topics to discuss on tonight's podcast. Um, It's hard not to talk about what's going on right now. um, Because basically, well, since we were last live on the air three weeks ago, things have gotten a lot more serious. And uh, Mm. especially here in New York, I mean, goodness gracious. Yeah, I mean, watching it from up here in the the semi-frozen tundra, you you get the impression that there are sections of New York that are quite like that certain John Carpenter movie. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, all we can do is hope that, you know, things get better. I mean... Here's hoping, folks. I mean, it's a matter of obeying or at least trying to follow the guidelines. Exactly. Including, you know, the social distancing thing, which I'll briefly touch on that because it's affecting the supermarkets in rather interesting ways. Oh, yes. Because you stand outside now to go inside. Right. You you stand at least six feet apart when you're waiting in line. There is now plexiglass between you and the cashier. And you are required to go to the end of the actual, you know, thing and wait, you know, while your stuff is bagged. It's like, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little bizarre. I um my uh, pharmacy, my local pharmacy in the neighborhood, are only allowing ten people in at a time. Well, I think that's actually a lot of stores are starting to do that. The ones that are still open here anyways, right? where they literally have somebody there counting and making sure that only X number of people get in. Now, I've heard some grocery stores, at least mine hasn't, has decided that it's a good idea to have like you can only travel one direction through the store. In other words, you can only go one way. Right. The only problem with that is I tend to go back and forth because I forget things, you know? Right. Because I'm like, I'm halfway through and I'm like, oh, crap, I need to go get X, which is two, mi- two rows back from where I am. So, you know, whoosh, back I go. Right. <sighs> it may not be related, but um, one popular uh, supermarket chain up here in, in this neck of the woods that actually does one-way shopping in practice is Stu Leonard's. Hmm. Stu Leonard's, you will go in and uh, you follow a path, a specific path around the supermarket. So you'll have your breads and then you'll get your um, your meats and then your cereals. Is they don't they're not aisles. It's just basically a maze or a path around the place. So in other words, it's basically the IKEA of grocery stores. Yes. And for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. If you ever go into an Ikea, you will notice that they actually do funnel you one particular direction. Now, there are escape hatches if you know where to look. But otherwise, <laughs> if, you, if you follow the path, you will go through every department in that store up to and including their restaurants. I haven't been actually to my shopping center in the neighborhood in quite a while uh, just to go to the post office uh, to drop off random packages, some stuff I've sold on eBay and now... You know, with things the way they are, I've, I've stopped selling on eBay for a while because I don't want to take the risk. Yeah, it's it's a very you have to be very careful about what you do, where you go. I mean, the other day was the first time I'd been out in almost a week, right? Uh, grocery shopping and grabbing, you know, medications and things. In other words, just doing exactly what they want you to do. No extra trips. No, you know, side jaunts. Mm-hmm. Which is actually not a bad idea in my case, considering that my car is basically, you know leaking badly yes <laughs> um i do want to uh go through the usual spiel because we haven't done that yet remember that the extreme anime radio podcast is available on anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio you can also search for us on a variety of podcasting platforms including itunes spotify uh, Google Podcast and tune in and a few others. Just search for the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. We did release our Ballet Cosplay Safety Podcast two weeks ago, uh, and we've received uh, a lot of positive feedback from that, so we thank you so much for um, supporting that show and supporting the cosplayers uh, that were featured on that show as well. So yeah, Neff... Um, this coronavirus outbreak is affecting a lot of things all around the world. Um, thankfully, um, I'm still working um, I, with precautions uh, at my workplace. They've cut the crew by half, but they've kept me on, and I'm still doing some TV shows a few days a week. Um, it's basically a skeleton crew, so it's not as packed as it would normally be to make mm. sure we keep the precautions in place. Um, and I know you're working from home, right? Yeah, that's right. I mean, 
Of course, we've gone into the Zoom craze, which everybody has. Mm. Of course, now with all the security breaches, I'm curious to see now how the next Zoom meeting will go. Oh, yes. I've heard that, uh, what is it, uh, our public schools here in New York City were using Zoom, and now they've been ordered to stop. Yeah, because apparently the security in the Zoom app is about the same as wet toilet paper, easily punched through. Yeah, so now they're telling people to either go to uh, Google Hangouts or something that Microsoft does. It's not Skype, it's something else. I, I don't uh, Teams. Okay. Yeah, um, that was the app that they were trying to use at the office originally. Couldn't get it to work. And frankly, from what I've seen, I don't think Microsoft has made it simple enough for lawyers to use yet. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's the problem. Zoom is very simple to use, which is why everybody was attracted to it. Right. As I said, the problem is they didn't realize that if they're going to be used by everybody, they're going to be the nefarious characters who will, you know, just want to create havoc. Right. right. (laughs) One way that I've been trying to keep busy during my downtime... You know, I've been telling myself this is the time to go back and uh, watch some of the anime that's on my backlog. And one way or another, everything goes back to Animal Crossing. Well, I mean, it's like me. I've been on vacation supposedly for about 10 days. I just went back today. And I had this grand plan to try and catch up on a lot of things. Mm Mm-hmm. About the only thing I've actually managed to successfully watch was the second episode of an of a newly released dub of an old anime. A newly released dub of an old anime. How old are we talking about? Um, probably early two thousands, I think. Oh, for the first for the first season, anyway. What is actually? It? Let me let let me double check that because I'm not 100 percent sure now myself. Uh, the anime in question is To Love Rue. Ah. Uh, ah, yes. This is the one that is Pimp Daddy Miroku approved. <laughs> what High Dive is doing to try and ensure that they have, you know, uh, enough of a audience for the physical media mm-hmm. is on High Dive, they're releasing it one episode a week. So this past Friday was the second episode. I just watched it tonight. Needless to say, th- that is a show where now that you get English, uh-huh. as opposed to trying to read subtitles, right? you just realize, oh my God, is this show scary? Uh-oh. How are they taking, <laughs> yeah. the, how are they taking the dub? I haven't heard you know, the pitchforks and screaming on social media. Mm-hmm. The, the, there are other dub companies that are being screamed at right now. Right, right. Which we can talk about in a minute. But essentially, now let me just see here. Okay, so this is when the dub was released, and when was the original anime released? Now I need. Now I'm curious. Uh, to Love Rue release date, because I'm not. Because as I said, that's a fairly old show, as I recall. Yeah, I was trying to do this on the on the phone while using the computer. April third, two thousand and eight. Okay, so you're basically looking at uh, something that is fairly old. Yeah, I'm just looking on Wikipedia right now. Yeah, anime television series. The first uh, season ran uh, April 4th, 2008 to September 26, 2008 for a total of 26 episodes. Okay. Now, there have been, I believe, four seasons or five seasons total. So whether or not they dub the other seasons, I think will come down to the physical sales of the media 
So I'm probably going to end up buying it, which means I will have bought this particular series <laughs> three separate times. <laughs> Actually, no, technically four. Because I bought the DVD. I bought the first Blu-ray set. Uh-huh. I didn't buy the other Blu-ray sets for the other seasons, but then they packaged them all together. Mm. Wham! And I bought that. But now there's a dub. Now which, there's a dub. <laughs> and now there's a dub, which is much easier for my you know tired old brain to digest at the end of the day. So I'll probably end up buying that. Right. I keep I keep favoring subtitles, and I'm still you know I've been to Japan four times already. I, I still can't pick up on the language. I I really have to sit down and try to drill myself once a day and see what I can do. Remember though, when you're looking at the subtitles, they don't always follow the dialogue. True, because I remember watching some shows all the way back when on DVD. Um, they put subtitles, but the subtitles followed what they eventually dubbed instead of mm. the actual literal translation. So, in other words, they were dub titles is what th- those would be called. I believe so, yeah. Yes. See, the trick is, I know this because uh, there's this one show that I've plugged occasionally, Seto Kai Yakunudono, uh-huh. which has finally gotten a physical release, which I did buy. And I know enough Japanese now to know that what they're actually the dub the the subtitles they're not exactly matching mm. because the original dialogue is a bit more scary. Uh oh. <laughs> yeah. So let's just let that sleeping dog lie. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of dub, dubs, etc. I mean, as most of you know by now, uh, several of the major dubbing studios have had to actually stop doing work mainly because they are not considered an essential service as much as some of us might think otherwise, and uh, they've been ordered to stop. Interesting. Yeah. So now the trick is everybody's saying, well, why don't you do it from home? Uh, Let me be blunt. Assuming that the particular VA has all the equipment that you need, and I say this because we're working with equipment here, JR and I, that we've collected over the years. Right. Realistically, to replace everything I have right now, Probably about two grand Canadian, maybe a bit more. Yeah, probably a lot more than that. Well, I'm 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 trying to be a little conservative here, but remember, this is only for our caliber. For the caliber to broadcast, bump up that amount by a good two to three times, and then and that's for and then borrow borrow your uh, your coat closet, take out all the coats, or leave some of them in there for your sound buffering, and then just move yourself into that small space. Funny you should mention that one of my local one of the local radio stations here, uh, one of the get, one of the hosts is actually broadcasting out of the closet in his house. Wow! And they actually on Instagram showed that, and it was just like blink blink. He's literally broadcasting from his closet. <laughs> hey, I, I remember uh, when I was on NHK a few years ago, I had to redo some uh, audio tracks, mm. and uh, I recorded those in my closet with all the coats. <laughs> well, hey, it's the best, it's the be- almost the best sound editing material you can get that's cheap. Right, aside from, you know, buying the actual padding, I think. Yeah, the, the, the funny-looking padding, if you've ever seen it, uh, look on, look on uh, Sound Chambers, look up Sound Chambers, and you'll see the funny-looking padding that goes in various directions to try and, you know, drown out the unwanted noise. Right. 
The, the full-out anechoic chambers uh, kill all the sound in the room. So I've walked into those one of those things, and it's kind of spooky. Well, the funny thing is, I did two years ago. I kept I, I ended up with like my ears popping because it was just that much difference in pressure. It was like, wow. Really? Yeah. Where was this? I'm trying to remember. I think it was the Science Center. The Ontario Science Center, they had this chamber to show, you know, the difference between the outside and this chamber. And like I said, I walked in there and it was just like my ears were like, it was a popping feeling. It was like, ow, pressure. So I was just like, I don't like this. (laughs) I I just remember I walked in and it was dead quiet, but that was when I was in college. It was quite a while ago. Mm, yeah, this was like, oh, it had to have been when <laughs> dinosaurs rolled the earth. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was it was a while ago. So, yeah. Wow. So when and then that's only the voice actors. Mm-hmm. Then you need the engineer. The audio needs, engineer. Audio engineer who needs, you know, sound equipment that is at least double what the VAs have. Exactly. And the software. And the hard, other hardware, computer, etc. Right. So for those people who are complaining that, you know, why are the dubs stopping? It's just, you know, reality that basically, folks, uh, you don't have enough money unless you're a very, very rich person to even consider doing a major dub from your home. Right. So let's just see what the chat room is saying here. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, not necessarily. Um, it depends on the show. Uh, one of the one of the pe- people in the chat room is asking so, because, of course, now the new thing, of course, is what's called simu dubbing, which is dubbing stuff as it's being released in Japan. Well, so, now that nowadays, <laughs> well, I was going to say, you know, not only that, but now you're talking about getting the materials from Japan, which, of course, may or may not happen at right. this point. So there's a whole bunch of reasons why, if you have access to any streaming services. Look in the back catalog. You might find something you're interested in. Oh, definitely. I mean, I've got so so much on Crunchyroll has been sitting there and I haven't watched. <laughs> yeah, and I, I have a few favorites that I'll go back to that, you know, it's like I've seen this a zillion times, but, you know, it's just like great. Turn off your brain and just, you know, let it play sort of thing. Yeah. As I was saying, uh, in my neck of the woods, uh, I've been trying to get to uh, stuff that I want to watch, and I always fall to Animal Crossing because now I have friends on social media and some of my Facebook friends who know I play Animal Crossing, and it's like, hey, can I come visit your island? <laughs> One of them is actually, she's now, you know, th- this is somebody from my past who I've been able to reconnect with thanks to Animal Crossing. My junior high school science teacher. Okay, now I'm just remembering my high school science teacher, and I'm going, nope, no, no, not Animal Crossing, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) She uh, actually now is a principal of a high school, or not a high school, an elementary school out on Long Island, and she has a son who's in... uh, uh, high school, I believe, up in the Bronx enrolled there right now. And I believe uh, that was the person that got her into playing Animal Crossing. So now she's asking me all these questions. Hey, KK came to visit my island. I'm in heaven right now. 
hey, I can't get the rock to spit out uh, money if I try hitting it repeatedly. She's she's treating me like the Animal Crossing uh, Nookopedia. <laughs> well, hey, you know, I mean, that, that's one of those things. Th- those are the type of games where it's like, okay, you know, I learn a little bit, and then somebody else who doesn't know as much as I do, and then you share knowledge, and there you go. Right. I played it, uh, well, if you remember, I probably talked about it on previous podcasts, waiting and waiting and waiting. It finally showed up, and yeah, I was quite aggressive at first, but now I'm in a mode where I can just lay back and uh, enjoy the game and not have to worry too much. I've collected a, I've stashed a ton of resources in the game so I can, uh, um, the game has a lot to do with crafting stuff now that you use. You can either make furniture or you can make tools to chop wood or fish or catch bugs or whatnot. So it's a nice game to, now that you've gotten over the nitty-gritty and setting up stuff, you can just relax. And then every so often you can uh, go onto the internet and do online play with people. Well, that's sort of like one of the mobile games I'm into, uh, Township. Basically... You start off with nothing, and you're trying to build this town up from the absolute ground zero. Uh-huh. And basically, I'm at the point where the town is at least surviving on its own when I go away. It doesn't, you know, nag me and say, hey, you know, <laughs> your citizens are starving, you know, because you're not producing stuff. Uh-huh. But uh, when once you get into the complicated uh, recipes, you know, including things like burgers and fries, which in theory doesn't sound complicated, but when you have to create the bun the tomato, the cheese, and then have all the raw resources to create those things. Right. So it's a bunch of, you know, getting all these resources, planning it out, and then going, okay, if I need this, I need this. If I have enough cash, I'll go to the store and see what's in the store type of deal. Mm. And sometimes I'm that lazy. It's like, okay, wait a minute. Okay, there are three cheeseburgers in there. I only need one, but I can keep two in the barn. Okay, fine. I'll just grab all three cheeseburgers. There we go. All right, all right. Uh, Today's... uh... Today's goal was trying to convince a camper on my island to move in as a resident. And I also ran into a uh, chameleon who was uh, uh, buying bugs that I catch from on the island for extra bells. Bells, the currency in Animal Crossing. That's essentially, the main goal, is, in addition to enjoying yourself, your ultimate goal is to try to improve life on the island, and you do that by making money and then spending it on different things and crafting various items and stuff. You often go to other islands to collect uh, fruit that's not native to the island, and then you can sell it for more money. Mm-hmm. And you can you know, build up your bank balance that way. Now, is there any sort of like, for example, if you go, if you go to an island... Is there somebody there who can go, hey, wait a minute, get off my island type of deal? <laughs> um, well, the way the online play works is that um, they have different restrictions that you can place on people visiting your island. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to go gung-ho and open it to everybody who knows who you are, you can do that. Mm-hmm. But uh, a lot of uh, times people restrict uh, to whoever's on their Nintendo Switch friend list. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they'll go even a step further by requiring that you have a five-digit code to give to the game if you want to visit somebody. So if okay. I set the code, it's like one two three a b, 
So you tell them one, two, three, A, B, and you get in. Okay, and then when you're done with uh, people visiting, you what they call close the gate. So there, uh, it, it's um, it's something from New Leaf, which was the previous Animal Crossing game uh, for the 3DS. Um, mm-hmm. So in your town, you have a train station with a gate, which you can open and close to let people in and out and stuff. Here, you're on an island, so you have an airport, which acts like the same way. Um, Aha. And there's also something called an island hopper ticket, sort of, where you can visit random islands just to collect more resources and whatnot. So um, the things you can get are quite random. Um, There was one island I went to where I caught nothing but tarantulas. Tarantulas are pretty rare in the game. They sell for quite a profit. So it's a nice, easy way to get some more money. Okay, as someone who has no love for tarantulas, I can only say, <laughs> you can sell tarantulas all you want, me no likey. <laughs> <laughs> there are several of the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida who um, play Animal Crossing frequently, and I visited their islands and vice versa, and uh, it, we, we all had a blast. Uh, nice to trade fruits and trade items with them. It kind of takes the game to a whole new level. Mm. I guess it's the, it's that social angle where you're all working together for a common good type sort of thing. Right. And I don't know if you want to say that Animal Crossing dropped at the quote-unquote perfect time, considering what's going on in the world. Well, considering you're not going anywhere for the most part right now. Yeah. I'd, I'd say, yeah, pretty much the timing was semi-fortuitous. Yeah. So... Animal Crossing, that's what I've been doing lately. And also I've been uh, thinking about uh, where I want to go in Japan when I go next time. I keep talking about this. And since I'm not doing anything, well, why not think ahead into the future, hopefully to a time when Japan will lift uh, its border restrictions? Because since we were, when we last did a live show, Neff, Japan has closed its border to... I think over 70 countries, or specifically speaking, if you have visited one of over 70 countries, or what they call regions, like the Vatican will be considered a region, uh, Mm. in the last 14 days, which is, I guess, um, the period for coronavirus incubation symptoms and to go through the whole spiel, you are not allowed to enter Japan. Yeah, and at one point, I I, I think I'd remarked, oh, the U.S. got nailed, but Canada didn't. About a week later, nope, Canada's right on the list too. Oops. Nope. So now you, uh, if you're coming from any of those locations, you have to have a special reason to visit Japan. And even um, 20 countries, including ours, U.S. and Canada, uh, visa arrangements have been uh, suspended. So that includes uh, normally you get uh, 90 days visa-free, uh, from countries like ours to enter Japan, that's now mm-hmm. suspended. So now you need to get special permission before you even board the flight. Yeah, which is why a lot of airlines are mothballing and or converting their planes to cargo right now. Oh, yeah. And uh, I mentioned this to you before the uh, we started the show. Uh, Boxu, the place where I um, order my Japanese snacks on a monthly basis plus some other items, 
uh, they've had to change the way their shipping logistics work now because a lot of the flights going from Japan to the U.S. and North America and pretty much the rest of the world have been slashed. Um, so now they're changing the way that I get my monthly subscriptions, which are still going to deliver to me. It may take a little longer. Um, but now I have two orders from Boxu for uh, different people as gifts. I have a friend um, who lives in Colorado who I ordered um, a care package for for her birthday and for moving into a new home. I ordered that two weeks ago. And I have another person, actually one of the Sarah cosplayers, uh, Dearly Cosplay, um, she uh, and her boyfriend just moved into a new property in California, and I got them a care package. I think I ordered that about a week ago. Both of those packages are still sitting in Osaka's airport and have not left. Mm. Yeah, um, and I was saying off-air as well that Canada Post uh, provides updates as to packages coming in and out of certain countries. And while Japan, it doesn't seem to be any problem initially. The problem is it's the other countries where it's like, yeah, you're going to have trouble. And even in even within the country itself of Canada, there are a couple of provinces that are like, yeah, you'll get your stuff, but it's just going to take a while. Right. It seems to be a consensus, at least from the media reports that I read, that at least in places around here like New York, it's starting to what they call the curve is starting to even out. The only problem is uh, people are still being affected. People are still dying. And probably other parts of North America and the rest of the world will get affected at some point if they haven't already. Yeah, and the problem is you're also dealing with a few countries where um, the truth regarding what's going on, you aren't going to get it. Yeah. So any countries that say they have zero or don't report anything, I'm immediately going... Yeah, I don't think so. Scratching your chin, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Scratch, scratch, scratch. So I'm looking ahead to see um, what I could do in Japan again. Uh, I am still going to try to do it. Um, I think the main reason is, initially, I want to say the main reason. I would say maybe, now that I'm thinking about it, the reason has changed slightly. Initially... I do have people I connected with on my last trip. I've been in touch with them, and they would like to see me again. And so that right there is an impetus to go back. But I think, um, you know, once the major issues with the coronavirus have passed, um, I'm hopeful that, you know, as the months go by, um, the issues will start to be contained a little more. They'll open the borders up back in Japan, and it will be a way for us to say, you know, we're kind of back uh, trying to live life the best that we can. Is that a reasonable uh, argument, do you think? I think so. I mean, uh, for those of you who don't know, I curr- the Nefmobile currently is dying. Mm. It's, a, it's an ugly it's an ugly prolonged death at this point right cannot be cannot be replaced because all the car dealerships have just shut down except for essential services right so if you uh, if you wanted to get like a police car no i guess not yeah no and that plan unfortunately has fallen through mainly because 
um, on the police interceptor, the rear lift gate, there's no way to, for it to be powered. Mm. Why is that a problem? With only one arm to raise and lower a lift gate, yeah, no, especially not in the winter time when the gas struts don't affect as aren't as effective. Right. Well, you're probably having uh, a great deal now with the car you have in the in the regular trunk. Well, yeah, because that the, those struts have basically failed, for lack of a better term. Right. The car's 11 years old, uh-huh. so basically you have to be very careful when lowering it. Otherwise, you know. You see four fingers and thumb in front of me, and if I'm not careful, I'll be down to like maybe two, maybe one. Exactly. Yeah. So it's limping along and hope that you know things get better. I'm hopeful maybe that once uh, July rolls around, the heat and the humidity will send this virus packing. At least the humidity. You see that. That's right. the one thing. Australia's got it too, but they don't have humid heat like we do here. True. We have that. We have the heat that basically gets you know so drippy that you know you can basically walk outside and then two minutes later you know wrench out your shirt and you know water's all over the floor. So right. maybe by then. All right. Well, folks, as I've said, it's hard not to talk about this, but it's something we have to focus on because everybody's lives being affected by this. Hmm. Uh, I don't know if you saw the state of emergency that Japan declared included uh, multiple wards, I think, where the animation studios are. Right. uh, Japan declared a state of emergency in six prefectures, I believe. No, seven. Um, Mm. So they're Tokyo. Tokyo, besides city, is part of a whole prefecture, Tokyo prefecture. Um, And then you have the neighboring prefectures around Tokyo, so Chiba, where Narita Airport is, Saitama, and Kanagawa, where Yokohama is. Then you have, in, in central slash western Japan, uh, Hyogo and Osaka prefectures. So Osaka, Kobe, and I think Himeji, where Himeji Castle is, that's included. And then you also have Fukuoka prefecture. And everybody in Japan, even those in areas not affected by the state of emergency, are being requested to maintain social distancing, stay inside, don't go out unless absolutely necessary. Unlike other countries that are enforcing it, like many countries in Europe I know are enforcing it, if you break uh, the rules, you're basically fined. Um, they, uh, For some reason, I don't think they're able to do that in Japan. They can only request that people follow the rules, which I'm sure people, most people will do. Yeah, I mean, the, the trick is dealing with the scoff laws. In Italy, for example, apparently Italian mayors have been buying drones yes, and sending the drones outside to curse at people who are breaking the curfew. It's To my mind, that's both hilarious and scary. I'm going, I'm seeing this drone up there, and it's giving me grief in Italian. One of the videos circulating on social media is uh, a variety of Italian mayors talking, actually walking around town telling people to go home, and some people giving, you know, um, speeches uh, from their offices and whatnot. And one guy's saying, you want to have an outdoor party? Okay, uh, please invite the police. We will show up. We'll bring our (laughs) flamethrowers. 
Okay, flamethrowers. Yeah. That's a rather Italian way to deal with things. Brute force. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, people ask about Mystic White Dragon, uh, who has helped us out with the radio station over many years and who lives in Japan. Last I know, he is safe. Um, I believe he is not in one of the prefectures affected by the um, state of emergency. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, I'm sure all of Japan is kind of hunkering down. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, most countries have, you know, employed the social distancing and shutting non-essential services down. There are one or two countries that are doing the exact opposite on the on the premise that herd immunity, in other words, you get it and then you'll be fine and then you'll pass on your safe antibodies to other people. Mm. One of them is Sweden, and it worked for a while but now, of course, it's not working, and so they've had to go, oops, now we have to do the social distancing thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I've always said, you know, the Swedish people are wonderful people, but sometimes the ideas they have, uh-oh. <laughs> Should we do some taste testing? I think that would be a wonderful idea, yes. I have a couple of things in mind besides what you may or may not have seen on social media because right when we came on the air, or just before, I um, posted a picture of what I was going to be trying, and that was something that arrived from Boxu not too long ago, and I've been keeping under wraps until tonight. So I'm going to have that and a little something out of my fridge. Um, would you happen to have anything uh, on your end, Neff, or I'm just curious? Well, I still have that bo that bottle of sake that uh, came in that care slash birthday package. I haven't opened that. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, uh, we could give it a shot if you'd like. Oh, why the hell not? I only have to get up at 9 a.m. to go to work, to go to quote unquote go to work for 930 <laughs> anyway in my house. Oh, boy. Um, so I tell you what, um, we're going to take a commercial break and then we're going to come back and we'll do our taste and drink test. Sound like a plan? That sounds like an excellent plan. Okay. So while we get our goods, we will tell you about Sarah shoutouts at a newly reduced price. This is the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast and we'll be back. She's hip. She's cool. She loves to dance. And she loves to live life to the fullest. Who is she? She's Sarah Yoshida, the mascot of Extreme Anime Radio. And now, Sarah gives personalized video greetings. Thanks to the help of the many cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida, we bring you Sarah Shoutouts. One of the cosplayers of Sarah will provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video. Want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday? Ask for advice or an uplifting message? Too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf? There are many possibilities. Each Sarah shout-out is only $8. Proceeds will be used toward our monthly live stream bills and help promote the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, please email us at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or private message us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash anime radio or on Instagram at extreme anime radio terms and conditions apply 
Extreme Anime Radio. Welcome back to the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. This is part two of our April 8th, 2020 show. J.R. Horse and Neff Canuck joining you. And we're now going to have a little bit of a taste and drink test. Of course, remember to be of legal age when you drink something that is alcoholic or when you eat something that is alcoholic, as I will be doing as well. Ha ha ha. Oh, dear. Not as bad, though. We'll, we'll explain this. Okay. So, um, I think uh, I'll get started with uh, this first thing over here. This is the item that I was flashing on Instagram. Okay. So, this is, uh, I bought this from Boxu when they had a sale. And these are Yokohama buttercream sandwich cookies. They are. Obviously, uh, made in Yokohama, and they have all these uh, uh, designs that are printed on the cookies. So there are different designs based on actual, uh, I believe, landmarks that are uh, in uh, Yokohama. So I can recognize things such as um, the Ferris wheel in Yokohama, uh, which I don't know what it's called, uh, the big entrance to Chinatown, I see the uh, Yokohama Bay Bridge in there, and uh, also uh, a horse-drawn carriage. So nice, uh, nice designs that are printed onto these uh, cookies. So I'm going to open this now, and uh, while I do that, I'm going to read the description uh, as provided uh, by Boxu. Uh, they're a popular gift for tourists visiting Yokohama. Uh, these cookies are filled with a luscious buttercream that balances the more savory cookies. And they're made by a company called Takaraseka, which has been baking in Yokohama since 1946. Oh, my goodness. I open this up, and mm-hmm. I'm immediately smelling butter. The butter, the butter smell is intense when I open this bag. My goodness. Something's been freshly baked, or well, at least that's the impression. So, as per usual, they're all individually wrapped, and uh, we get to see what design is on the cookie once we open the bag. So, Aha. so we're going to open this now. It's a little hard to open, actually, but uh, we'll try to get it there. Here we are. And here we have uh, some Yokohama scenery printed on one side of one of the observation towers, and... Uh, Oh my, there's this outline drawing on the other side with what looks like a soccer pitch. I was going to say, that that's a soccer pitch as far as I can tell. So I'm going to guess that this is their rendition of Yokohama Stadium. Yo- ah. Yokohama Stadium is, I believe, the largest capacity stadium in Japan. Uh, they do soccer matches, and they also held the final of the Rugby World Cup over there. Mm, do you know the approximate uh, capacity? I'll look it up real quick. Nissan Stadium, that's what it is. Apparently, there's a Yokohama Stadium and a Nissan Stadium. The Nissan Stadium, the one with the sponsorship rights, that's the one. Um, and it's a capacity of over 72,000. 
Nissan Stadium. In other words, it either has a crappy transmission or the whole thing is crappy. <laughs> All right, here we go. So this is the Yokohama Butter Sandwich Cookie. That is interesting. And I'm trying to figure out what's that filling in the middle. Oh, it tastes like butter. <laughs> I was going to say, they're trying to butter you up, are they? Yes. And my fingers are slippery, too, from the butter. <laughs> okay, there was either real butter, folks, or a very slippery imitation thereof. <laughs> now, the cookies, that you know, what they use to sandwich it, very, very crunchy. Mm-hmm. And so you're dealing with that a lot. And then you just hit the slither of the buttercream. So just for the complexity of it... I'm going to give this a woohoo. Mm. The taste is a little questionable until you get to the filling, and then it all dawns on you as to why that's the case. So for making you think a little bit, I'm going to give this a woohoo. Well done. Mm. Sounds like a plan. So that is not the alcoholic food um, choosing because uh, I have something else uh, in my back pocket. Before I get to that, though, I think we're going to let you drink your sake. What do you have? Okay, what do I have? Well, first of all, it is, from the front, it is Hakutsuru sake, 15% alcohol per volume, which means 30 proof. It is dry. Now, I'm going to read the label on the back. Bear with me while I put it into the light that I can actually read it. Okay. Okay, using only selected rice and famed natural spring water, Miyamizu Hakutsuru Junmar Sake has been brewed with traditional techniques and skills. Characterized by its well-matured, full-body taste and mellow reverberation. And I'm not going to read the French version of that because, frankly, my French sucks. Uh-oh. It says, quote, serve warm, chilled, or at room temperature. And it gives you a list of ingredients and the standard return for refund where applicable. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to pour myself some sake into a sake cup. Okay. And no, I will not attempt an urd. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about. An urd? Oh, my goodness. No, ah, my goddess. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know. I, we're trying to parlay that joke for you, man. Come on. Well, no, that, that's why I went, oh, my goddess, because, of course, <laughs> remember, in Japan, they say, oh, my goddess. It got translated over here to, oh, oh my, my goddess, goddess, which I never quite understood why there was that difference, but smarter, mind, smarter minds than I thought that up, apparently. Amegami-sama. Let's see. Here we go. Oh, dear. We have questions in the chat as to whether or not uh, you drinking the sake will cause two people to exit the closet. Uh, I don't think so. I think they're behaving themselves recently because uh, let's just say it, it's been a rough few weeks here. Mm. I, then again, the, the, the one perverted one uh, saw that episode of Tula Rue tonight, and I think uh, <laughs> he, he he's satisfied. Oh, no. Yikes. There, he tips it back. Very smooth. You like? Yes, very much so. In fact, I'll have another. There you go. Yeah. 
That that bottle of sake I, I've had in the past a few times, and I'm I'm a big fan of Hakusuru and what they do. Now, if you look in the bottle, does it tell you where it was brewed? Uh, where in Japan was it brewed? Because I think a lot of their stuff is brewed in and brewed in Hyogo. Let's see. All it says, I'm afraid, is product of Japan. That's it. That's it. Uh, it tells me the brewing company, though. Let's see what that if that gives you any idea. Sake Brewing Company Limited, Kobe, Japan. Kobe. That's it. So yeah. Ah, there it is. It's just hidden. Right there, uh, Hakutsuru. Uh, their uh, brand is uh, indigenous to the Kansai region, and uh, a lot of their uh, products. I think they're higher end products. I'm not sure about the one you're tasting. Uh, they take uh, natural spring water from one of their um, local mountains, uh, which is Mount Rocco. Hmm. And they're uh, very popular um, natural springs and uh, hot spring resorts up there as well. Well, this isn't hot spring water, but it's very nice. Definitely, definitely. I think uh, this is the one that they that was gifted to you from your job, correct? That is correct, yes. Okay, so I think uh, I think they made an excellent choice. Well, considering that most of the time in the LCBO or Liquor Control Board of Ontario stores, your choices of sake are very, very limited. Really? Yeah, they, they tend to stick to this and a few other brands, one of which is the, is the one that's cloudy, that looks cloudy in the bottle. Oh, the Nigori, yeah. Yeah, and I, I looked at it. I've been meaning to buy it, but I keep looking at that cloudy consistency and going i don't think i'd like that very much <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so now you've had your 15 percent of alcohol i'm going mm-hmm. to w- whip out this bag of kit kats with uh 0.07 percent of alcohol <laughs> yeah and let's see who falls over first no i doubt it's going to be me um, I seem to remember you, you, that time we were in Japan together. Yeah. Yeah. And you had your samples and I had my samples and I was like going back for more and you were like, you're crazy. No, oh, you're talking about Ponchu Ken. We didn't have Kit Kats that had sake. No, but I, I, I'm talking about, you know, your tolerance for alcohol, my friend. Oh uh, yeah. True, true, true. Mm. I've, I've, I've said those stories before. I'm not going to repeat them again. But uh, <laughs> okay, so I have the quote-unquote basic sake Kit Kat bag, which they sell mm-hmm. in a bag and not in a more expensive box, because I've tried okay. the the ones that are in the uh, box before. I believe I've tried them on previous shows. This is a brand new variety of um, Japanese Kit Kat. Sakura Nihonshu, Sakura Sake, basically. Mm. So it's meant to evoke a taste of cherry blossom sake. And I tell you, cherry blossom sake would be something nice at this point, you know? Mm. To which I would ask, is it possible for you to get that where you are? Interesting question. I I would imagine now it's a little harder considering... uh, in general, it's harder to get stuff from Japan now. So, mm. but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they had something like that at my local uh, Mitsua, the uh, Japanese uh, store over in mm. Jersey. I allow this to uh, chill a little bit, so it's going to be a little cold. It won't melt. And ooh, 
That's a nice, nice smell. I just broke off one piece. Nice smell. And, uh, ooh, I'm going to go right into it, and let's see how it is. Oh, man. It's amazing. I'm going to give it a yay. Because I've had Kit Kats with stronger uh, sake content. Mm. But uh, but this one has a content that is delightful, in other words. Yes. So this is very, very nice. Um, definitely. It is more of a sake taste than cherry blossom. Mm. But I think they're getting the point a little bit. Still. Um, I can tell it doesn't have as much uh, sake content. And yes, um, all the Kit Kats with sake content, even with 0.07%, mm. have a warning label on the bag. Warning that uh, basically children should not eat these things. To which I would reply, zero point. well, actually a child, maybe a bag of it could be harmful. Hmm. I mean, a full-grown adult, I sort of doubt it. Yeah. I mean, you'd probably get diabetes before you'd get any <laughs> alcohol poisoning. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, hopefully uh, once the world gets back to normal, we'll, we'll be back to normal with our shipments, and uh, I'll be able to try some more stuff. I actually have, uh, I have the March uh, Boxu box. If there's anything left uh, from that uh, when we do our next show, possibly next week, uh, maybe I'll have to try one of those things. I've been working on that uh, bag a little slowly. I've so far had the um, the mochi sakura, which was actually very pleasant and not too sticky compared to some of the other mochi I've had in the past. Mm. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. But there are a few other things, including some biscuits that pair well with some tea. Uh, so i got to bring out my um, hot water heater for that, I think. Aha. So, um, with that being said, folks, I think it's time to wrap up our show. It's been an hour, and uh, we've had a uh, an interesting hour talking about uh, what's going on. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of what's going on is um, what's dominating the news everywhere. Um, we just hope that uh, COVID nineteen dies. That's wishful thinking, I know, but um, we just have to all do our best to uh, make sure we're all safe and healthy and try to lessen our risk of uh, being affected by this as much as we can. Uh, Neff? Well, remember, too, folks, that it's not only you you have to think about, it's other people. Because even if you figure, well, I'm young and healthy, I won't get it, or even if I do... I can survive it easily. The problem is you can be what's called an asymptomatic carrier Mm. of the virus. And you could actually give it to somebody who can't fight it off as easily. Mm -hmm. So please, you know, I understand that a lot of people are, you know, getting antsy and saying, well, wait a minute, this is, you know, I'm not sick. Why should I worry? But remember, it's not only about you folks. It's about other folks, too. Exactly. Um, So please stay safe and stay healthy. Um, just a few more things before we close out the show. Um, we have the Sarah shout-outs uh, that are back, and uh, we've reduced the price to $8. Uh, so if you're interested in asking one of the cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida 
to uh, deliver a video greeting or message for you. Uh, please contact us for more information. Um, several of the cosplayers still are interested in helping us out with that, and we really appreciate it. Um, we also have um, one of the Sarah cosplayers, Dearly Cosplay, who's featured on our new Extreme Anime Radio podcast uh, postcards. Um, she uh, has helped kick off a series called Hashtag Sarah at Home. So um, it features Sarah Yoshida doing a variety of tasks at home. So uh, we've seen Dearly Cosplay as Sarah playing Nintendo Switch, presumably playing Animal Crossing, uh, cleaning the house, and also reaching in for some ice cream in the freezer. Because when all said and done, nothing's better than a nice pint of ice cream, right? <laughs> Indeed. So um, I know a few other cosplayers uh, will be able to help whenever they have the time. Uh, thanks to all of them for helping us out. And again, a big thank you to those who helped out for our uh, Ballet Cosplay uh, Safety Podcast, which came out a few weeks ago. Um, if you want to listen to that podcast or any of our other podcasts, you can go to anchor at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio or search for the Extreme Anime Radio podcast on uh, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, etc., etc., etc. We still have those available for you to listen to. Um, before the, um, the era of coronavirus, but it is what it is. Um, we will continue to plug on. Um, we'll probably, uh, as I mentioned, we'll have another show next week. Um, the following week uh, to be determined, but it, um, you know, our schedules are pretty flexible uh, depending on our uh, present circumstances. Uh, so we, of course, invite you to uh, pay attention to social media for all of the um, latest updates. Um, let's take a look at, uh, some of the comments in the chat. Um, the sake is getting to me. Oh, no. No, this is bad. I, I just had a lapse of thought, and I'm blaming it on the Kit Kat. To which I would reply, I told you your no, tolerance no, ain't no, so no. good. No. <laughs> Uh, somebody said Chuck Norris contracts COVID-19. COVID-19 goes into quarantine. Somebody suggested doing a safety show about using real swords in cosplay. I'll, I'll just do that for you right now. A five-second show about using real swords in cosplay. Don't use real swords in cosplay. That is your five-second safety show about real swords in cosplay. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, uh, no, th th that would be like trying to explain, um, and I'll say this because we might talk about it next week, uh, anime conventions getting canceled. Oh, yes. Before we go, we have to talk about that. Uh, we have some news about Anime North since our last podcast. Yeah, unfortunately, due to the restrictions that are currently in place and probably not likely to be rescinded close enough to or far enough away from Anime North to do even planning meetings, Anime North for this year has been canceled. Uh, if you are listening to this and you have bought a ticket, you will be sent an email about your options, including rolling over to next year or requesting a refund. So be sure to be on the lookout for that. Now, I will say that we did have one final planning meeting that was scheduled. 
Uh, I did not go because I was, again, worried that I have family members who are very ill. I did not want to risk being a carrier of the virus and, you know, zapping them. Mm. But it was after that meeting that they decided that, no, given the current state of things, and it actually got worse after that last meeting Mm. because the current restriction now is no more groups of no more than five. Oh yeah, yeah, and I've heard over yeah. here groups are no more than two in some places. Yeah, actually, Quebec it's in Quebec it's actually groups of two. Wow. Yeah, but if you see the numbers of infected and seriously ill patients in Quebec, you'll understand why they you know cranked it down as tight as they did. Right, right. Uh, things will not be normal for a while, and uh, when they do go back to normal, it will not be the normal that I think we're used to. I think you can agree with that. I was going to say it'll be a new normal, which may include things as wonky as baseball being played in Arizona by everybody. Yeah, I heard that. At least the beginning, and then they what? They play the World Series by Christmas time or something? Yeah, that's sort of like the NHL saying, oh, we'll still hold the Stanley Cup playoff. Excuse me. Uh, that, that was my response to that. Huh. Edit, edit, edit. Okay. Yeah, come on. No, no, don't edit that. Leave it in there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll try to be subtle about it. You have my word. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it is good. Um, well, obviously, it's not good that... Um, uh, coronavirus is changing a lot of things as far as conventions are going, but it is a good thing for the conventions that are offering several options, including refunds or transferring your badges over to whenever the next one's held. Mm. Now, there are some other conventions that are coming up in July that haven't pulled the plug yet, and I'm going, you'll be pulling the plug. I, I, I don't see not. Right, right. Including... Anime Expo. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah. That That's a that big one. Yeah, yeah. That one's pretty much. It's a dead man walking. To yeah. be blunt. Mm. Well, uh, I'm sure as the weeks go on, we'll have some more news, and uh, we'll have uh, some new topics to talk about when we see you for our next Extreme Anime Radio podcast. Somebody else in the chat room also mentioned. Uh, would you do a show um, with an update on the Sarah cosplayers? That is actually a good idea. So I will uh, talk to some of them. Uh, maybe we can bring some of them on uh, to a future show, uh, whether it be next week or, or sometime after that. Um, so thanks for that suggestion. Um, I did also mention the Sarah shout-outs, uh, $8.00. And uh, right now we're not offering sponsorships for our podcast shows but if you would like to help contribute, um, you can um, order a Sarah shout-out if you'd like. We still have a small uh, number of expenses that we have to keep uh, this podcast rolling. The main one being the streams that we're using now. We have a stream that we use um, for our live shows whenever we do a live broadcast we also have another server that we pay for Nef Canuck in the event that he uh, runs the show by himself. Uh, that has not happened yet, but uh, he has the option of doing so, and I'm, I think come the summer months that will be the only option. 
Um, so we have to have that second avenue available um, in case we need it. Uh, so those are our big expenses, but obviously they're, I want to do the math in my head, not even one-tenth of, uh, no, probably one-twentieth or one-thirtieth of what we were paying with the station uh, when we were playing music in the last few months before we switched over. Very, very uh, small, but we still uh, would appreciate any help you can give. Um, we've had some people donate more money, uh, which we appreciate. And uh, if you donate more money, we will use that uh, for the purposes of uh, promoting uh, the podcast, um, either through advertisements or through um, these um, postcards that we've printed. Once things settle down, um, we'll be happy to um, mail anybody listening a set of these podcast postcards that you can leave uh, with your friends or next time there's a con at the table. Um, all we would ask for, uh, for you to do in return is help cover the cost of postage for mailing those cards out. So um, if you're interested in um, spreading the word about the podcast through the postcards or if you would like to um, order a Sarah shout-out to help with our uh, live server expenses, please reach out to us. And as for how you can do that, here's Neff Canuck. Yes, you can reach us at the following ways. First of all, it's our email address, extremeanimeradio at gmail.com. Or private message us on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash anime radio. We're on Twitter at anime radio or twitter.com forward slash anime radio. And we're on Instagram at extreme anime radio. So be sure to reach out to us in one of those ways um, to uh, get in touch with us or you can follow us for the latest updates or you can find out more information about the postcards or about the um, Sarah shout outs. Um, okay, so we're going to plan for our next show on Wednesday, April 15th. Although, um, you know, the way things are going in our world, that is always subject to change. Um, and we'll also see what start time we're going to settle on, uh, depending on whether or not we uh, bring in some extra guests. So, uh, again, follow us on social media for all of the latest updates in that regard. In the meantime, we thank you so much for listening. We hope uh, that this show has uh, given you uh, some inspiration and something to uh, listen to that's not the big scourge in our world. And uh, as long as we can uh, continue to bring these shows to you every so often, um, we hope that you know at least we can put a smile on your face. Um, any final words, Neff? I think we've covered everything tonight. And uh, what I will promise next time is I'll do a manga review. Oh, we've never had been, that, have we? No. And I've bought a few manga while, you know, locked up in my cave. And uh, this particular manga, it's quite interesting. The English title, The Ideal Sponger Life. Sponger Life? Sponger Life, yes. Oh, no. All right. Uh, 
You guys can figure out what that's all about, and next time we come on, uh, Neff will describe it. How about that? That sounds like an excellent plan. <laughs> so for Neff, I'm JR. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody, and remember, keep on listening to the Extreme on Radio podcast, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you, everybody. Have a good evening, and thanks for listening. She's hip, she's cool, she loves to dance, and she loves to live life to the fullest. Who is she? She's Sarah Yoshida, the mascot of Extreme Anime Radio. And now, Sarah gives personalized video greetings. Thanks to the help of the many cosplayers of Sarah Yoshida, we bring you Sarah Shoutouts. One of the cosplayers of Sarah will provide a personalized shoutout or greeting on video. Want to wish someone a happy birthday or a happy holiday? Ask for advice or an uplifting message? Too shy to say something and want Sarah to say it on your behalf? There are many possibilities. Each Sarah shout-out is only $8. Proceeds will be used toward our monthly live stream bills and help promote the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. For more information on how you can schedule a Sarah shout-out, please email us at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com or private message us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash animeradio or on Instagram at extremeanimeradio. Terms and conditions apply. Extreme Anime Radio.